this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message.
But I find myself paying attention more to the wisdom now than I paid attention to when they were here. I found myself in that position to whereby I yearned to hear a correction from my mom. I yearn to understand the things that my mom has taught me over the years. And in so many ways, I neglect the words when she was here. But now that she's not here, these words are what guides me. These words are what keeps me. Her words are what comforts me in the midst of struggles because now I can hear them loud and clear. I don't know why God allows for that. But then again, maybe I do. Because it's a constant reminder to us of who they were. It's a constant reminder that he is sovereign and he is Lord in many aspects of our lives. And so now that I look to the word of God and as he began to say to me this morning as I was walking, he said, today I want you to honor moms but I want you to talk about John 14. And I said, Lord, these two don't go together. He said, yes, they do. I said, no, Lord, they don't go together. So how do I blend this and that together? So let's look at it and see how he will blend it. Reading John 14, verse 1 in the NLT version. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Let's, let's wait until you get there. John 14, chapter 1. Just giving everybody an opportunity to pull up the scripture. Okay. First one. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Let's stop there. It said, don't let your hearts be troubled. And so as I begin to look at, don't let your heart be troubled. As a kid, I'm reminded of all the times my heart was troubled based on instructions or based on information that I received. Um, it was troubling because I felt like I had the greater wisdom. I felt like I, I'll say it like this, I was the parent to my parents. Uh, some of the things that I used to look at that my parents would do, in my mind I would say, oh no, I would never do that. And even to the point whereby one day I decided as a young teenager that I was going to be my mother's mother because I felt like my mother wasn't the mother I wanted her to be, so she needed my guidance. Doesn't that sound like all of us, we need to guide our parents? And in that place, I began to provide instructions to my parent and the instructions was always to help her to be better but I didn't realize she was better. I didn't realize not only was she better, but she knew exactly what she needed to do in order to make things work out because I didn't understand her plight. I just understood what was the result of the choices she made and sometimes the result of the choices she made impact me. And so then the Lord literally said to me, being that parent of yours, that spiritual parent, I'm impacted by your choices as well. Get it? So I'm looking at my parent and I'm looking at really truly 
you know, the impact she's making on me, and I realize the impact that I make for God in the positive and the negative way as well. And so as the Lord began to redirect my attention towards him, he's literally saying, I didn't give him instructions. I blessed them based on their desires to be parents. And he says, and I answered their hearts. And where I answered their heart, I created you. And he said, you being the result of their love, but you also being my love, The relationship you have with them, or you have with them. Because I love them first. And so it made me stop to really think about each one of us came out of love. And in that place where love existed, God formed us. And, you know, for those of you who say, oh, no, it was just, you know, one, one night stand. But even in the midst of that, I know how you think it was as well as I think. Even if it was the heat of passion, if the heat of passion still is a heat of love. And that's how the person arrived. And God created you. And so what he was saying to me to say to you was something simple as this. He says, I don't make mistakes. Amen. He said, nor do I make mistakes with bringing individuals together. He said, my plans are still at work. And what I've formed my word says, let no man put asunder. And so that means that he's working constantly to secure, to strengthen, to sustain relationships. Whether it may be mother, daughter, father, son, or whatever the case may be, he's in the business of sustaining relationships and where he looks to sustain the relationship, he's looking for each one of us not to be troubled in our heart, but to be able to offer each one love, unconditional love that goes beyond the surface. And it goes beyond not only surface, but it, it reaches the areas where your heart truly desires. So as he began to talk to me even now and share what he's saying, he says, I call parents into existence. I call children into existence as a result of the parents. And I'm the one that decides 
who has the gift and the ability to bring that child forward. And he says, and what I've sought to do and I continue to do is to enhance the love that I have within that individual. He said, many of you fail to understand the parent when they first looked upon that child. The heart, as they first looked upon the child, And he says in the words in which heaven only heard regarding some of you. He said, but what I really want you to hear today is to understand my word. He starts off with, let not your heart be troubled. And what he's literally saying is, when it comes to the things that are planned in your life, he doesn't want you to be troubled. He says, say it like this. The things I have designed for you, he said, it goes along with the design that I created when I brought you first, and it was through your parents. He says, I clearly knew what was in them that would inspire you to come to me. I clearly knew what was in them that would cause you to turn to me. Do you get it? So he knew exactly what's inside of them that would say, ooh, I need a Christ. I need a Savior. I need a Lord. So he truly knew what was on the inside of them that would cause you to turn. And he says that for those of you who are parents, I knew what's on the inside of you that would cause your children to give me turn, turn to me. He said, even if some of them haven't turned, they will turn because of what was in you. And so, in understanding that, it's so important that we understand that God has a plan and a purpose for all. Amen. Let's take us to the next part of that scripture. Continuing in verse 1 of John 14. Yes. Trust in God. And trust also in me. And so the Lord was literally saying to me, in this particular place, as children, we trusted our parents. They were the, you know, words that we looked to at all times. And we looked to them in a way to whereby we always wanted to understand, Mom, can I go over here? Dad, can I go over here? Or whatever the case may be. And when they said, we were like, whoa. I can recall times where I walked across the street and my mom grabbed me to make sure that I stayed within the lines of, you know, the walking path in order to stay protected. I can recall other times where she's given me words and literally helped me to understand things. But I think the most important word I never forgot, it wasn't to me, but it was to one of my sister and she literally said, you know, when guys come at night, they only want one thing. And that impacted me enough to make me stop to pay attention to what she was saying. 
and to really begin to pay attention to my life in a way in which I understood the path of man. And my mom didn't give out much wisdom, but she gave out a lot of instructions. And I recognized that the instructions that I do fall under is because I got instructions all the time. Uh, I can't necessarily say that they were all wisdom. I can definitely say that they were instruction. Pick up this. Don't do this. Throw that away. You know, uh, clean up your room. You know, all these things were instruction. And I, I never realized that the instructions is something that I stand under today. Because of the instructions she's given me, I still carry these instructions out to my my children and I find myself in that position to really understand that the instructions were wisdom. Because when I give out the instructions with my children today, I can see that when they're not adhering to the instructions, that they are having other issues within their life that are impacting. So if you kept this clean or if you did this, this help you to keep other areas of your life clean. When you did this, it allowed other things within your life not to be a problem. And I never really realized that she was giving me instructions, but she was really giving me wisdom in the instructions to help me to be better. But I just looked at them as, okay, I better clean up. But I didn't realize when you're not taking care of your natural house, your spiritual house is lacking. And so I didn't realize that these instructions were powerful instructions that spoke wisdom, and I didn't see the wisdom till later. And so again, when they're gone, we always remember. Let's go a little bit further. John 14, verse 2. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And so God is literally talking about in his place, there's so much room. I used to think in this particular area, I would be like, oh my God, I can just roam around and run. But then when I got wisdom, the, that scripture is really saying, in places where you're resting in him, there's so many rooms. Okay, so it's not like we're sitting in a place that's just, hey, you, I'll, I'll use a house. Oh, you're going into the bedroom. But, but in God, there's so many rooms in him. There's so many places to grow, to, to learn, to achieve greater results in him. And, and the reason why there's so many places is because each one of us has a different walk with God. So where you're at, I may not be, but where she's at, you may be. Or where he's at, you may be. But God has so many places, and the Lord was using this particular scripture when it came to mothers. And the mother that has more than one child, he literally was saying to me, they are different, but yet they're the same. And he literally was saying to me, you are different. 
but in me. You're the same. And what he's saying, in me, you're the same. He's literally saying, I put myself in you. And what I placed on the inside of you represents me. And so you resemble your brothers and sisters because of me. We're all yet the same because of him. I'm still, as I'm talking to him behind the scenes, I'm saying, okay, Lord, I still don't know where you're going with this message. I'm still trying to tie it in my mind. I'm trying to bring it to where he's trying to get me to go. And you guys, if you could give me a moment, I just need to have a conversation. You know, and I think when I have a conversation, I get to where I'm going. Okay, Lord, I'm sitting here and I'm understanding what you're sharing with me, but I'm looking to understand it from a different light. When you say, John 14, let not your heart be troubled, what are you really saying to us? He said, let not your heart be troubled. He says, I'm saying to you this, get out of your own way. He said, you tend to focus on the negative things. And you seek to blame others for the things in which are going on in your space. But I really want you to understand this day. There's no mistakes. In the path in which you're walking. Nor is there fault to be blamed to anyone regarding the things in which you experienced. I am in this. And I shall carry you through to the end. Understand this today. They are not perfect. 
He says some of them may not even be good moms. He said some may be great in some aspects. And some may not be great in others. He said even when it comes to being a parent or wife, he said they don't know it all. He said that's why you have me. He said, but embrace me, but love them as you love me. He said, and stop focusing on the things that has hindered you regarding them. And then what he says to me is to lay aside your expectations of what you expect them to be. He said, what handbook says this or that about a parent? He said, a parent is a true parent when you recognize they're going to make mistakes. He said, they're not going to live up to your expectations. And nor, neither are they going to do everything you desire for them to do. He said, that expectation is unrealistic. He says, I don't expect you to live up to everything I desire of you, nor do I put unreasonable things in front of you that you cannot meet. And so he says, so if I, being your father, accept you for who you are, he said, even when you would disagree with my plans, he says, I expect you to do the same for your parents. He says, I expect you to honor them. He said, even when they don't measure up, Even when they don't even fit the parent role. He said, especially when they don't make sense. <laughs> he said, honor them. Okay, so that was the part. Let not your heart be troubled. So if you're letting aside these, these things that are going on, then your heart can be troubled, right? Because he's literally telling you, they ain't going to measure up. They're not going to look like what you expect them to be. They're not going to operate or act according to what you desire. But in that place, you're still to love them. And understand, whatever handbook you have in your mind that you probably read or looked at or somebody told you about, they're never going to meet that. 
He said, because they met my expectations. And what's on the inside of them causes you to run to him. He approves of it. Hopefully you guys got that. He approves of it. Let's go to that next scripture and I'll ask him again. How do you want me to say this? Verse 3. When everything is ready, I will come and get you. So that you will Let's always... Let's back up and go to the second one because I got the let not your heart be troubled. Now Verse I got two. the parent part. Okay, so what's the second part? Verse 2. There, trust in God and trust also in me. So he's saying trust in God. So he's not literally saying throw your trust in the parents, right? He's literally saying trust God for the greater outcome concerning your parents. He's saying, trust God for the greater outcome concerning you. And, and, and that really speaks a lot to me. I wish I had that wisdom when I was growing up. Because I used to talk about to my mother, well, you didn't give me this. If we had had this, I would have been better. And God's saying, trust the outcome. Amen. So he knows what they're lacking. But he's saying to you, trust him in the midst of it. So if he knows what they're lacking, he knows what you're lacking. So trust him in the midst of it. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'll, I'll dial in again and say, okay, Lord, just what are you saying in this particular situation to us? What is it that I'm missing? He said, you must see it like this. He said, your brain is wired. In a way that you're always looking for results. And he says, and in that place where you're wired, you're looking for results. He said, but the only one that can bring the result that you're desiring is through the death of my son. And as you embrace him and I, the desires of your heart will be fulfilled. Amen. He says, so therefore your trust should be in me and not in man. So, so the key here is I should not be looking to my parents Wow. He said, he stopped me because he said, it is biblical that the parents look to you. You guys got that, right? It is biblical that the parents look to you. You got that? If you go back and you look at the Old Testament, when the children, when they were raised to their fullness, they became the resource to their parents. We look opposite, that the parents are the resource to us, and that's not true. And so if we're looking at it in the right way, we become that resource 
We become that help to them as they mature, and then our children become the help to us. That's the way God designed it to where it's different, and we embrace it opposite. And he says, hear me, hear me. I think many of us miss it because we're still looking for them to be some form of help. Well, mom, if you can't do this, can you at least do this? If you can't do this, can you do this? And sometimes I just wanted my mom just to be a mom. You know, can, can, can you act like a mom? Okay, can you at least do this? But what I was asking her to be what I needed her to be and not who she is in order for me to become what I need to be. Okay, did I say that one right, Lord? He said, add this to it. He said, you never should set expectations over others that they cannot achieve. He said, but when it comes to relationship, you're always setting expectations. And these expectations have called you to feel as if you're failing. He said, owe them nothing but to love them. He said, but those of you who have parents, honor them while they're still here. He said, take the time to see their true value. Take the time to understand their true worth. Take the time to admonish them in the things in which they do. And he says, and no longer be in that place where you're judging them. He said, well, you're looking at them in a different way than how I see them. He says, imagine this, if you were in the opposite shoes and all the things that your parents were doing today, would you handle them the same way? Would they handle you the same way you handle them? They wouldn't. They would have more grace. They would be more understanding. They will love you through. And not just focus on your negative. He said, better yet, how do I treat you? Do I focus on your negative? Am I always correcting you? Do I tell you you don't measure up? He says, can I spoken to you in a way that you haven't been able to stand? He says, even if I have spoken words, to strengthen you. He says, 
I'm helping you to stand in these places. He says, understand what I'm saying to you, because he's not just saying moms, he's talking about parents, because some fathers have to be moms, and some mothers have to be fathers. And so even in that place, he's literally looking at mother, not just as the mother figure itself, he's looking at the mother and the father figure, or the father being the mother and the father figure, because it's how society is today. He said in the old days, families were more together. He says in today's time, you have different types of blended families. And he says that in that, they still are individuals who have earned the title because they have been put in the position by him. Get it? They were put there by him. And maybe they didn't do a good job. They still were put there by him. And if you're put in that place, maybe you're not doing a good job. You were still put there by him. But he's telling the child to honor what he put in place. Get what he's saying? Honor what he put in place. Let's go a little bit further in that. Verse 2. There's more than enough room in my father's home if this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Wow, that was hard for me to get that. Let me just see how I'm going to tie this one to it. Okay, Lord, you're saying when it comes to mothers, there's no more than enough room. How do I tie that into today's day? He said, what I'm saying to you is this. He says, there are many, many, many different aspects of people. He says, it, and because there's so many different places, aspects of people, he says, each person exists in different places. And then I said, I still don't get it. Help me to understand what you're saying to me because I need to better understand this in order to execute on the things you're telling me to do today. He said, you must look at it like this. There are some parents that have health deficiencies. He said, there are other parents that may have addictions or things like that. He said, then there are other parents who are strong in their place. And then others are weak. There are some that fall short daily. And they never measure up to expectations of men. He said, but I'm okay wherever they're resting. He said, I'm okay not only with where they're resting, I'm okay with where you're resting. And I am. That I am. 
that if they linger in a place too long, I will pull them up and out. He said, what I want you to get is this. I see all things that's going on. And he says, and I know things before they happen. He said, but I want you to understand that I still prepare something greater for them. And in that place that I prepared, he says, I want you to believe beyond what you're looking at. I want you to believe beyond where they're resting. I want you to believe beyond how you see them. And I love how when he says, I want you to believe beyond, he literally made me look at, my parents are no longer here, but he made me look at, but I have a greater promise that you'll see him. He's literally said to me, which really made me stop and go back to that, he said, you'll see them again. He said, this is not over. He literally says, I haven't removed them permanently from you. He said, you shall be reunited, not only with them, but with those in whom you have yet to meet. That are a part of you. That allow them to come forward to even cause you to exist today. He says, so what I'm saying to you in this place, he said, there are many dwelling places. He says, not only here, but in the heavenly realms. But he said, rest assured that I'm going to wrap this up and bring this into what it should be. He said, that even includes how you see parents today. I'm going to cause you to understand them from a whole different standpoint, which will allow you to see them as I see them. You know how we would say, oh my God, if my parent could just get off that couch one day. God literally says, I'm going to cause you to see why they're on the couch. And I'm going to cause you to understand what's going on in their hearts. And why they rest in that dwelling place where they're at. But I'm going to allow you to see a greater vision of what's coming for them in order for you to understand that I've heard you. I haven't missed it. Nor should I miss what you have as well. He said, my plans doesn't cease because you don't see movement. I'm constantly moving 
and I'm constantly bringing things forward. There's some things you will readily see, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes that you will never see, but you will know that I am Lord. He said, not forsaken. Again, I say to you that there are many dwelling places, but where they're resting or where you're at today, he says, I still have a hand in it. And I shall move you forward, and I shall cause things to come forward, and things should happen in accordance to what I have established from the beginning. And then he says, be not afraid to step forward into these places. Okay, that one came out different. Let's go to the next one. Let's see what I came out with next one. John 14, verse 3. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. So he says when everything is ready, he's going to come and get you. So he's literally saying when everything's ready, and I think sometimes we take that literally, but I'm not taking that literally. He's literally talking about where you're at right now. Because he talked about resting places, where you're at right now. He'll come and get you. He'll come and get that person. He's going to retrieve that person from there. So where are you looking at? I look at it in a situation to whereby, you know, uh, I've been praying forever for my brother to get off of drugs. I prayed for my sister and she got off of drugs and now she's in a good place. And so I've been praying forever for my brother to get off drugs and not only to get off drugs, but to have a home that he's not going from place to place to place. And the Lord literally reminds me, I'm working on this. And, 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 and how I know he's working on this? Because my brother is speaking differently. He's no longer speaking in the way that he has spoken in the past. He's literally speaking differently. And as he's speaking differently, I can see the works of the Lord. But the inpatient me says he needs to be in a place now. Lord. The impatient me says it should be over now, Lord. And the Lord says, but I'm still speaking. He says, I know how I'm going to do it, and I need you to trust me. But then the fearful me knows something that sometimes people don't know. When people begin to get an age and they begin to change, they want to change because they know the time on the earth is short. And so they have this desire to be in this ready position for their Lord. And many of us watch it and don't know it. But I'm smart enough to pay attention to some of God's parent. And I know when people literally say, I got to get in order, they're not getting in order because of me. Because something on the inside is saying, Time is changing. And so if you understand that, God even sets that path. Everybody don't come in the door at the same time, and they don't come in the same way that we came in. But we have an expectation sometimes that others come to that door the same way we come. We come, we do the work, we serve. Sometimes they just come in, and they go home. And so in my heart, 
constantly watching. But I gotta trust how he ever he does it. Not saying he's going somewhere, but I'm smart enough to understand when people recognize change and they gotta do something different. It's because God's speaking to them and pushing them forward for that change. And so he's literally saying, when you're resting, you gotta move on now. You can't stay. Hear what God is trying to get us to understand. <clears throat> Did I break that down enough to tie it into today? Okay, so let's go to the next one. Yes. There's a question. What's the question? So, um, questions for how to truly honor parents. I'll answer that in the end. I'll answer that in the end. Go ahead. John 14, verse 4. And you know the way where I'm going. Verse 5. And we know the way he's going is through Christ. If you know Christ, you know where he's going. You know what's going on in people's life. Just like I, I understand my brother's fight. Because I understand the way he's going. I understand the sense of urgency in his life is because of the father and his relationship. So I understand and I'm not moved by it because I understand it. If I didn't understand, I'd be like, when are you trying to get your life together now? You know, we've been trying to get you to get your life together forever. But I understand the call that's readily going forward. I hear what's coming forward in his heart. And I acknowledge it. And in that, I respect the Christ that's within It doesn't look like the Christ I know, but it's the Christ he knows. And I accept what's on the inside. And I think a lot of times we have a difficult time accepting the Christ within others. Because it doesn't look like what we want it to look like. If they just say, hey, I acknowledge he's real, that's, that's sufficient. You accept that portion of the Christ that's in the individual. They don't have to look like the Christ that you know. It's sufficient for God. Hopefully you guys got that one. Let's go to the next one. John 14, verse 5. No, we do not know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So he's literally saying the only way through for salvation is through him. And for us, the only way that we should see our parents is through the eyes of Christ. So the question was, how do I honor my parents? How do I be in that place where to honor my parents? It's not looking at their shortcomings and looking at them through the eyes of Christ. Because if I see you through the eyes of Christ, I'm going to honor you, right? Yeah. Uh, if I see you as Christ sees you, then I'm going to honor you. That's anybody. If you see them that way, you honor them based on what you see. Wow, you deserve honor. And just as Christ honors you, you are to honor others. You know, 
Don't look at it as, oh, this is my parent, this is my mother, this is my father. We're supposed to honor all men. I'll say it the way he says it to me. I'll ask the question, Lord, how do you we honor our parents? He said the first thing is to recognize you were given life through them. Did you ever think about that? Well, if they weren't here, you wouldn't be here. He said, say it like this. He said, lay aside your expectations of what they're supposed to be. He said, when you relinquish your expectations, and then he said, then you'll be able to see that they are individuals that really want the best for you. He said, their desires is to see you succeed. You know, because some of us have parents that are really hard, you know, that never seem to give the compliment. But teach them how to compliment you. Teach them how to love you. to meet the needs that you desire. You guys get that? I think you guys should because I've shared a story a long time ago. You know, I'll never forget, I went over to my dad's house and he didn't acknowledge me in something and I was very upset and I remember storming out of the house and I said, I'll never come over this house again. Da 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 and I was just you know, talking to myself and the Holy Spirit said what you're desiring from him you must teach him because he doesn't know it. You're asking him to embrace you. He doesn't know how to embrace you. You're asking him to call your daughter then you have to say I'm your daughter, I'm your daughter until he says you're my daughter. He says, you want a hug from him? He said, you hug him first. He said, you keep hugging him until he hugs you back. He said, it works that way. He said, you wasn't a hugger until I sent somebody your way and they kept hugging you and what did you become? A hugger. He said, the same way. You want a kiss on the cheek? You kiss him on the cheek. And you kiss him until he kisses you back. He said, it works that way. People will kiss you to keep you from kissing them. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you want them to walk alongside of you? He said, you hold their hand and you walk with them. And he said, and eventually they will walk alongside and say, hey, let's go for a walk. He said, you want them, them to talk to you, then you listen to them. Get it? You want them to talk to you, then you got to listen to them. You cannot just talk to them and tell them what you feel without you listening to them first. 
He says, so the key to a relationship is that you lead. Hopefully you got that. So to honor the parents is that you lead. For all the things that you're looking for your parents to do, you got to do it. And even if they don't like it, you got to do it. Have you ever went up to the parent and you tried to hug them? Because some generations, they didn't have hugs. They just stand there frozen and they just look at you crazy like, oh my God, this person is invading my space. <laughs> and you just keep hugging them because eventually they'll get it. They're like, wow, this feels different. Okay? I laugh because my mother-in-law came up in the 30s. Okay? And being in the 30s, she said, nobody hugged me. Nobody never said I love you. But today, because I taught her that, every time she hangs up a call, she says, I love you, I love you, I love you. She will call me 20 times in a day and just say the same thing. Okay, Kathy, bye, I love you. I say, and I love you too. Oh, I'll call you back. I forgot to say I love you. No, you didn't. I love you. Okay? Because it's something now that's in her. And she knows that it strikes something in me, so she continues to do it. Do you get it? Then it becomes something that you guys love. But the funny part about it is don't turn it on unless you're willing to deal with it. Okay? But you should be willing to deal with it because it's Christ. Go ahead a little bit further. I'm not supposed to go through all of it, but... Verse 7. If you had really known me, you would have known who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show you, to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least, Believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You ask for any you can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes. Ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And so let me summarize all of this, and then I'll close out. And so I literally said, okay, Lord, Thomas is literally saying, show him the Father. And in that place where you're saying, show him the Father, you're responding back to him and saying that the Father and you are one. How do I, in return, add this into Mother's Day or honoring your parents this day? How do I do that? Mm 
simple, but oh, wow. He said, you dwell in me. And dwelling in me allows you the ability to elevate everyone you come in contact. So when I say the Father and I are one, we are one in thee. He says, so therefore, trust thee with what I placed in thee. He said, the things that I have not only given to you, I have given to others, but I charge you to bring it out of them. Did you guys get that? So if I want my mother to look different than I... I, I gotta speak that word of life in it. And I gotta continue to speak life. And in that place where I'm speaking life, I'm gonna help them come out of the resting place that they have chosen. Amen. It's going to open a door that they can walk out and rest in another place. And in that place where they're moving into, God's gonna be there to continue to guide, to comfort, and to strengthen them. And he said, and as you trust me, they'll find the way. And the way will be to me. And you will be secure in your heart concerning them. Because you know the way. Well, the way you just put all that, you just took all that and put it back. Okay. He says, so my words to you today, to celebrate the lives of your parents. By being in that place, he said, to understand the things that are negative, the way he said it, the things that were not so positive, he said, or however you see it. He said, understand I'm not finished. He said, whether they're here or they have moved on, I'm still not finished with you. And he says, and if they're here, if you're looking for something out of them, be the example to them. So that they can become what they need to be. And he says, hear me in the place that I am calling you into. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to you today. Praise be to God. So the day in honoring your mother, what I took from this particular message is, I can't focus on their shortfalls. I'm supposed to honor them no matter what. And if I see that there's something that I'm desiring from them, then I gotta offer it. I gotta do something for them to, in order to help them become what I want them to become, but it's really not becoming what I want them to become, it's what Christ has destined for them to become. God just placed some things on the inside of each one of us and these things that he's placed on the inside of us. Make sure it's God's expectation, I'll say it like that. Make sure it's God's expectations that you're pushing on your parent, but also, 
in that place where you're honoring them, honoring them, just to love them for who they are. Love them for who they are. Enjoy them while you still have time to spend quality time with them. Here with the Spirit of the Lord. So today I would ask that you guys go out and enjoy. If your parents in another place, pick up the phone and call them and let them know how much you care for them. Not just honoring the mother, but honoring the father as well. You know, and don't do it only on the day that the earth celebrates it, but do it on the day that <laughs> means every day to God. In honor of them, you know, do something nice. And if you're that parent today and you have children in, such as here, Dad, honor, because your time is coming next month, <laughs> okay? Amen. <laughs> I love Paul because Paul says that. He's like honor. So he's like, give me my prop. Okay. You know, overextend yourself so you can get something. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that to you, Paul. Overextend yourself so you can get something on your day. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't just do the bare minimum. Say, hey. And and I love how a lot of people say. Well, that's not my mother. You know how they say, but that's not my mother. Like you're, you're married and you have children and you say, but that's not my mother. You know, they're still the mother of your children. That still counts. Okay? Step parents count. Distance mothers, wannabe mothers, all of them count. I'm just being real. They all count. Somebody that inspired you, you should honor. I'll say it that way because I look at people who inspired me, I should honor. And so they may not have birth children, but they offer wisdom in a way that it changed you, so honor them. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. And so in closing, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. For that new believer, I will always say to you, the simple prayer, and I try to make it as simple as possible because I know how the mind works against you and the enemy works also in junction with your mind. And it's simply as saying, Father God, as I come this day, receive me unto yourself. And in that place where you receive me, Lord, I accept the sonship of the relationship that you're offering today. And even in that place, Lord, I ask that you begin to work on me, causing me to see the things that you desire for me to become. And not only that, that your will may continue to go forward, that I may become all that I desire to be. Lord, I ask this day that you help me. And if you're that person that acknowledged that you need help, and you heard the words that I spoke before, all you have to do is be in that agreement by just simply saying, yes, Lord, I need help, yes. And so as you have said yes, I say welcome to his kingdom. Because when you acknowledge Christ, he immediately comes in 
and he becomes the person that does the work on your behalf, especially for that new believer. And so I say, welcome to the kingdom. Tell somebody about it, because that's one of the requirements. You gotta say to somebody, hey, you know, I was listening to a message and they asked this question and I just decided to accept Christ. And in that place where I accepted Christ, he is now Lord in my life. So I'm telling you about it. Once you acknowledge and you accept, find a church home. I always say find a church home because I know in today's environment, everybody wants to be on the media. But sometimes you need to have fellowship in a church facility or however it is, a home or whatever it is that you desire to be a part of. The main, main reason why you're there because you want to have like people that are like-minded that will help you stay in Christ. But also I pray for the Holy Spirit to be activated on the inside of you even now that you may become all that he desired for you to be in Christ Jesus' name, I pray. And for those of you who are in person, I truly say to you, can you stand for If I was to take anything out of this, i say today was a message of love. Really going and showing love to not only your mom, but to all those that represent mom in your life. And it's not only the moms, but the dads. So in celebration to mom and dad, you know, let's lay aside, you know, the things that we readily put in front of them. And that's our expectations. And truly, truly love them as they are. And so the prayer I ask for the Holy Spirit, what is the perfect prayer that you would pray over those that are standing here right now? I pray for favor. I pray that you are blessing and you are blessed. I pray that good things happen in your life starting today and every day thereafter. I pray that the word of God rests upon your heart and that you find favor in his sight and that he delivers you from all things. And that you are readily kept by him. And you are able to see his spirit moving within you and the things that you desire. I pray that his word transforms and changes you. And that you become a lighthouse to many. As he pours through you. I pray that the word that is in your mouth be a blessing unto all that hears. I pray that everything you touch prosper. In Christ Jesus' name. Today, it is so. 
Amen. Amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.